KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, live and lively, good morning, good Saturday. Holy smokes, it's wet here in the middle part of the country. I hope you have your paddle, canoe, boat, all those floating retirement things that, you know, you just uh, you thought were going to be for fun. No, no, it's for getting around town here at University of Camelac. Scott Mosby here. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby sitting the seat. Two hours today, we've got a great guest coming in, hour one. That's a surprise. We'll talk Talk about that and more. Ten phone lines for you, all of them, all together now, 314-436-7900. Yep, come on, 436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Your topics, anything you want to talk about here on CAMWEX, we're all part of the CAMWEX family together, and we're going to keep each other up to date on our favorite things around the home, how we prepare for the holidays. We've just started that season, Thanksgiving to begin. And, you know, you know, I, I'm going to bet they're just the population of turkeys is way down. Uh, you know, I mean, they, yeah, you know, I saw a lot of those guys kind of on the table. It wasn't a good day for turkeys on Thanksgiving. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. Anything around your home, uh, heating and cooling, humidity. Humidity not a problem today with all the rain. Maybe we're going to talk a little bit about wet basements. I implore you, make sure this rain is properly handled. That means keeping your roof, your gutters, your downspouts, any underground pipes. Come on, you've heard me all tell, the, tell you this before, but I know it's easy to miss when we roll from that warm temperatures to the cold sometimes we miss guessing when to get outside including putting up those holiday lights yep for all of you clark griswolds out there yeah be careful uh, don't set anything on fire stay on top of that ladder and make sure you use ground fault circuit interrupters you know that thing that trips when you get it wired wrong yeah yeah i don't know if you've seen that movie, but uh, we'll talk about that at another time. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, the topic today is going to be whatever you want to talk about. Uh, certainly the home, the health, circulation, filtering of air, heating and cooling, thermostats, remote thermostats, sensors around the house, balancing the heating and cooling. Perhaps you have that room in the house that just always stays too cold in the winter, too hot in the summer. We can talk about a few ideas along that line. Perhaps there's some plumbing issues with all those additional guests in your home. Yeah, here it is, 314-436-7900. Ten phone lines wide open. My buddy Bosco in the background on the treadmill pumping out 50,000 electrical watts for our broadcast today. A little help from Amarin on the side, but, you know, who's counting? 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. News flash here, folks. Next week, a live broadcast from Mosby Building Arts. Yep, my hut, my day job, if you will, and that is in Kirkwood, 645 Leffingwell, goes from 10 till 2. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. It is a stuff the truck, but this is gathering things 
for women that need the help. Uh, everybody deserves a safe and comfortable place to call home. That's part of it. So these things we are gathering for the following charities, Home Sweet Home, Lydia's House, and the Women's Safe Safe House. Donations can be dropped off at the Mosby uh, office anytime this week or bring it in next week. Uh, bring a donation, and you'll be entered to win Blues tickets. You know those hockey guys that are doing so well? Did you hear anything about that last year? Yeah, doing pretty well this year as well. Go Blues. Uh, photos with Santa, arts and crafts, food trucks. We've got the food trucks are going to be two girls, four wheels. That's one food truck. STL kettle cone, corn, and funnel cake. So a couple of food trucks and two live radio shows, KMOX here, and as well, 97.1 right at home with Rich, Rich Oris 12 to 1. So meet and greet afterwards, photos with Santa. Yeah, be there, be square, as they say. Uh, stay tuned today throughout the day. We've got the KMOX Auto Show, 5 o'clock coming up with Greg Damon. Uh, Ron L's on for Route 66. Uh, a little blast from the past. I've been, uh, I actually have a couple guests in the studio that grew up in St. Louis that know all about Ron Ells. You've heard me talk about Ron Ells. So we talked about, you know, it's like, yeah, Johnny Rabbit, you know, blab it to the rabbit. Remember that? Uh huh. 314 436 As we get rolling here, Ryan Whittington uh, is with Senior Health Care, Senior Home Care, uh, and how to take care and get assistance for people that need a little help in the home. We at Mosby Building Arts, we do the remodeling. We do a ton of accessible remodeling, you know, barrier free, zero entry showers, things like that, keeping us in the home and health. And Ryan's company is very similar. Uh, after that point, they assess the home for needs. We kind of fix those up, and then Ryan comes in to provide those services. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got a lot of things going on here till 1 o'clock today, and then at 1 o'clock, retire ready on KMOX. Much to talk about. A uh, big day for the Blues, if you will. Uh, at least it was last night. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, great calls on the board. Scott Mosby here on the air. I am the phone and telephone operator for two more hours. We're going to put together the best questions and answers that you can muster. Sometimes the better answers come from the phone lines. I don't have to know everything. I just have to put together the people that do right here on CAMWAX. Welcome to the family reunion here on the CAMWAX family. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's news radio, KMOX. All right, Saturday morning, home improvement, middle of the country, KMOX. Uh, signal goes on an overcast day like today. Who knows? This signal could be all over the country here. 50,000 watts. Uh, with me now, I have a special guest, as promised, Ryan Whittington of Seniors Home Care. Ryan, good morning. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate your uh, responding to the invitation. Yes, good morning to you as well. Thank you. How's your Saturday, Thanksgiving, and all of that? I'm full. Yeah. It was I great. I understand there were a lot of turkeys that lost their life over the last week. There were, yes, and I found one of them. You did. You did. Uh, Ryan, uh, tell me about Seniors Home Care, uh, uh, what the services are, why you're here, and what the message is really for the listening audience at KMOX. Right. Thank you. Yes, Seniors Home Care is a company uh, that helps uh, helps families when they're struggling with, with uh, aging at home. And um, it was founded by my mother 32 years ago for my great-grandmother, because she needed, uh, my great-grandmother needed a little bit of help as well. 
things with companionship, meal preparation, medicine reminders, all of those things. And we have a workforce of uh, over 100 caregivers that go out into the St. Louis and St. Charles counties and help help provide that care at home. So from uh, taking care of grandma... That's right. To today, taking care of a lot of uh, That's right. uh, families. Yeah, age uh, isn't, it, it generally tends to be for the older population, but we do mm-hmm. have uh, clients that are younger as well that, you know, they need help as well. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no doubt. And it pairs well with what Mosby does because a lot of times that planning to stay at home, it, it, it's important. You need to plan ahead so that you can eventually be able to stay at home. Yeah, the housing stock in the, in the country wasn't really prepared for the boomers, at least. Um, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, my knees are a little sore. You know, <laughs> getting up from tying my shoes is a longer distance every day. Yes, oh. that's right. And, and uh, you know, as we age, things get a little bit harder. And so today I hope to just talk with you a little bit about how we can make that easier. Cool. Will you stick yeah. around for a while, I will. Ryan? Thank you. Yes. Ryan Whittington, Seniors Home Care. Uh, home Services. We'll talk more about that here on X. Let's go to the phone lines. Let me see if I can uh, not hit the ejection button. And we will talk to how about, uh, let's see what's happening with Fred. Hey, Fred, good morning. Welcome to X. How can I help, sir? Good morning, Scott. Thank you for your service to our community, both on the air and uh, with your business. That's that's, uh, providing two great needs in our community. Thank you. And uh, I guess my question is, I've been looking online. I'm wanting to finish our basement, Mm -hmm. and it's a pretty much, you know, concrete walls. And I was looking into a hybrid system for insulation, and there's a lot of good information, but a lot lot of uh, conflicting information, and some of it may depend on where, what part of the country you live. But I was looking at maybe, you know, spray foam or foam panels, inch, inch and a half on the concrete with the uh, interior wall with either rock wool or fiberglass. Mm-hmm. And just was wondering if that's overkill or if you thought that was a good way to go. No, you're right on the edge of uh, right and wrong. Thanks for calling because with this humidity in the middle part of the country, it's a big deal. Um, the Dow or Owens Corning pink or blue um, extruded polystyrene is good insulation to put right next to the foundation. It is suitable for below grade because of our humidity. Basements lower levels here, uh, Fred, are you know they're susceptible to that. But one better, what we've learned is the the surface area, that tiny pocket of air between that rigid flat foam board and the concrete is where the mold can and does grow. Uh, So better than that is closed cell spray foam right on the uh, concrete because now you have to stop the insulation, you have to stop the water uh, intrusion and that means, you know, migration through that concrete as well. So tape a clear plastic uh, Ziploc bag or clear plastic something, Fred, on the wall, tape all four sides, wait 24 to 48 hours. If you get water droplets in underneath that clear plastic, you have moisture migration and you have bigger issues. So you have to seal or water uh, coat that concrete before you do this spray foam. Following me so far? Yes, I sure do. Uh, so and, spray uh, we, foam's a little better, and I love uh, anything that's inert. Your fiberglass or rock wool, both of those are fibrous and suitable. Um, or you just put a little more spray foam in, but that gets pricey. Do you think, Scott, that uh, this is where I saw a lot of discrepancies online? And, again, it might be where you live in the country where the styrofoam is, is, acts like a vapor barrier, you know, uh, against your foundation wall. 
But then uh, when you go to the outside of your fiberglass or your rock wool, there's some controversy on whether you need another paper barrier there to keep uh, anything that's maybe warm or cold getting through and condensing. You know, again, uh, is that not what you're supposed to do, or do you think that's something that you should do? No, you're describing what happens up above grade where you have a real delta. You might be 5 degrees Fahrenheit outside and 72 degrees inside with a huge humidity difference in there, too. So all of that stuff, your, your, your vapor retarder goes on the warm side of the wall, Fred. Okay. Where the heck is that? in the middle part of the country because it, in the summer it's on one side and the winter it's on the other. So you're better off no vapor barrier below grade. So nothing. And that's and an inert fiber. And frankly, you have thermal swings. So the top three feet of your wall, the dirt outside gets cold all winter. And then it, it, it cools your basement in the summer and then vice versa is the other way around. So you're almost better off. Vapor is the big deal to manage on a below-grade issue. Uh, forget yes. the vapor retarder. It's, it's too complex. Frank, even upstairs it is in St. Louis for us. So Okay. okay. Do you think uh, when you're doing your basement, uh, is it overkill to do your ceiling in your basement, which would be underneath your floor? On your first level, would, uh, is it worth insulating that, or do you think that's overkill? Only for sound. There's no your semi uh, uh, a semi conditioned area is the basement or crawl space, so it's going to be 65 degrees, and then upstairs 70, 72, say. Uh, from an ROI return on investment for energy, uh, it does not behoove you to put any insulation in the ceiling. However. If you have noisy kids or a playroom downstairs or a home theater or anything like that, that's when your rock wool or your sound bat, which is basically a real dense rock wool, uh, that will muffle the sound. So it attenuates. If you think of the sine wave, all it does is pushes the top of that arc wave down closer to the line, the mean, if you will. So all you can do is muffle the sound. You can't really stop it. Yeah, from what I've read on that rock wool, it's it's uh, it's fire resistance and soundproofing, or even though it probably costs almost twice as much as the fiberglass, that it, it, uh, it's it's beneficial, I guess. It just depends on how much you want to spend, and if you think that uh, you need the soundproofing and the fireproofing. Yeah, and that's just you just have, that's a design and client goal. So you have to figure out exactly what you're trying to achieve. Uh, but from an energy standpoint, putting any insulation up on the ceiling in an already semi-conditioned basement, it, it don't worry about it. Just just you don't get any of that money back. Well, I wish I'd have called you last Saturday instead of spending so much time online this week. <laughs> well, I, t I mean, that's what the purpose of this show is. Uh, and, and, you know, we've got a whole bunch of people at Mosby. We argue about this over coffee. I think we single-handedly support the coffee industry on debating moisture in this part of the country. So you get to go along for a free ride. <laughs> well, great. And uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to your next cup of coffee. Thanks a lot, Dad. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fred. Good call, my friend. All right. Bye.
Bye. There we go. There was a mouthful in Fred's questions. Um, finishing his basement, how does he insulate? Moisture is always a factor. Insulation, saving energy. I advocate for putting some sort of insulation in the walls in a finished basement because it's the last chance you're going to get to do that. So even though it's a very low return on investment because you're already isolated, you're in a cave underground, you're below grade for the most part, you know, that's the wise choice. But you know, once you handle the moisture with either a closed cell spray foam or a good below grade suitable foam, you know, stuck to the wall, you know, those are the two ways to do it. Uh, also the same in a crawl space, crawl space in a basement from a code and thermal uh, envelope point of view are both one and the same. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got a lot of guests in town for the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you back home with the family of KMOX. Ryan Whittington in with me here today. Uh, Ryan, with Seniors Home Care, uh, how do you uh, deal with or what are the services like when, when the family comes to visit? You know, I mean, you know, care is care at 24-7. That's right. Yeah. And this time of year, people do come in town from, you know, to see their parents and they might see that their parents are, aren't exactly what they were before. Maybe their memory yeah. has slipped a little bit or just they can't get around the house as well as they used to be able to. You know, your last caller just talked about the basement. And and for us at Seniors Home Care, we feel like the basement, uh, you know, usually it's it's a part of the house that people need. But what you find down there is is the the laundry and going up and down those stairs can be dangerous as as you age. Yeah, usually trouble is in the basement as the years go on. That's right. Oh. And and we've talked about this before. We 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 advocate and say that you should talk with a company like Mosby to take a look at that for you. Mm. If that's become a, a challenge, then consider moving that upstairs. Yeah. Those stairs uh, make one one wrong step, and you might find yourself at the bottom of them. Oh man, we're scrubby Dutchers here in this part of the country. We put all kinds of great accessible bathrooms. You know. No, we don't do the laundry. I still, you know, I right. can. Well, that denial takes over, and then sure. four months later, there's an injury down the stairs, and that's know, right. So upward, yeah. things like that. Uh, they activities of daily living are another big uh, mm-hmm. service that we offer, helping people with uh, meal preparation. Like I said, uh, with their medicine, making sure they're taking them at the, at the right time, and then further along, as people might need a little help with personal care, our our staff are trained to do that as well in the home. Very nice. How do people get in touch with uh, SHC or Seniors Home Care? I, I think the best way is probably our website or mm-hmm. calling our phone number. Our website is seniorshomecare.com. And that's Pretty just the name of the co- Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been around for a bit. <laughs> and our phone number is at 314-962-2666. And again, that's in both the St. Louis and St. Charles County area. Cool. Well, we stick around, Ryan? I will. All right. KMOX Home Improvement. Scott Mosby, we are at your service. At 50,000 watts, we're penetrating pretty much everywhere except under the bed right now. 314-436-7900-800-925. We've got some great questions on the line. Off we go. Stay tuned. More coming. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby still here. The ejection seat couldn't get rid of me yet, but there's still hope and time. I know you're all around hoping maybe I'll hit the wrong button. Out I go. Let's see what's happening to my friend Jack. Hey, Jack, Scott Mosby, KMOX. How can we help you, Mo Frere? Hi, uh, thanks for taking the call. I've uh, got an old uh, cast iron sewer pipe that goes underneath our basement. Uh, 
discovered years ago that's partially rotted out, so I have to get it lined. Do those epoxy liners work? Yes, they do. There's magic in them, Narheels, though. I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, that has been done, and the technology's been done in Europe for 40 years. Basically, the way this thing works, as you might know, is they you have to have a slick, I mean, really clean. Slick as a whistle, clean sewer, and without pretty much a blockage. The blockage has to be removed, so they may need to dig up a part of it and remove the collapse, whatever it is. But this liner is like a sleeve. If you can imagine just blowing up a paper bag, uh, putting it inside the pipe, inflating it, and then this white liner substance is steam and heat actuated with, with moisture, and it solidifies, and it basically you know, lines the inside of that uh, could be clay tile, cast iron, whatever it is. Um, it's pricey setup and cleanup. Uh, it's like spray foam. It takes a long time to get ready and a long time, long time to get done. But the actual work itself goes pretty quickly. Yes, it does work. Um, I will tell you, though, that as you look into it, uh, Jack, uh, about 50% of the applications meet those criteria. So about half of them actually get dug up and replaced with traditional methods, and the other half gets lined because not everybody, it's kind of like heart, open heart surgery, not everybody's healthy enough to handle it. So although the system works uh, and the change can occur, not always the patient being the house, the pipes, the situation with that can take the benefit of that. Okay. Uh, is it possible to call your company and get recommendations? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't do that sort of thing. It's it's really, I mean, frankly, it's half magician, half magic, and the other part is just good old tech hard work, trade skills. So, yes, be glad to. We've got uh, companies that we do refer. Okay. That, thank you. All right, Jack. Thank you. Bye now. Uh, contacting Mosby, 314-909-1800. Yeah, all together now, 909-1800. My wife came up with that number. Yeah, not last week, by the way. It's been a little while, but 314-909-1800, wherever you're calling from. Uh, let's see what happened with my buddy Carter. Hey, Carter. Good morning. How how you doing? How can I help? Good morning, Scott. I'm hoping you can help advise me as I plan a preemptive strike on an aging hot water heater. Yeah, I don't want it to go out before I have some research done and have a plan in place. Uh, currently, it's a pretty standard natural gas-fired 50-gallon tank. But uh, I really like the idea of the the on-demand heaters. I'm sure I don't know all the downsides to them. Uh, I don't know where the current technology is headed in this area. I just am hoping to get a professional's opinion on some of the options out there besides the standard hot water tank. Okay. Um, I'm going to stay in the standard tank for a while. Uh, fast recovery, high recovery. So there's 50-gallon, 40-gallon, bigger units and all of that. Uh, the real ticket on water heaters and the price difference between, you know, a dollar and a dollar forty for the same 50-gallon tank heater is how fast the blowtorch heating element on a gas unit or how many uh, uh, watts are in the heating coils or how many elements are in the hot water heater if it's electric. So it's okay, How you only get about 75% of the water heater in net usable hot water. So if you've got a 10-gallon hot water heater, you only get 7.5 gallons before the new water coming in dilutes it down to a colder temperature and you're no longer getting, quote, hot water. Following me so far here, Carter? 
I think so. You're talking about the recovery time from somebody takes a shower. How soon can somebody else take a shower and have complete hot right. water tank full of water? Okay. Right. So that's the difference between a cheap water here and expensive, both electric and gas. Uh, and then you get into clean out areas uh, like it does it have a little panel on the side for that water heater? Is it glass lined so that there's nothing that can really rust inside that water tank? Uh, A.O. Smith is a really good pro uh, supplied water heater. You're not going to find those too many things. Keep in mind a lot of the things that are sold at the big box stores uh, are not sold at, to the professionals. So there is a different product line that goes to the trade, as it's called. Sure. You know, when yeah, your yeah. reputation's tied to it, by golly, we're not going to put in a piece of junk. We need a really good. So you're going to pay more uh, having somebody put it in and providing that water heater than going to buy it yourself, if you will. Um, okay. On demand. Uh, basically, you've seen those all the time. You go into a fast food restaurant, there's a little box sticking on the wall underneath that lavatory sink, and it heats up the hot water just for that sink. So these are not new, been around for a long time. They've been in, in Europe for a long time. They're kind of a, um, a Ferrari-type thing. So when you go to sell the house, um, it, it, it's there's some resistance by the new home buyers uh, that are going to buy your existing home. It's like, well, what is that? How do you? How does it work? And who do I call? So, it, depending on when mm-hmm. you're going to sell that house, that may have uh, some bearing on which water heater you choose. You can put water heaters together if you want a hundred gallon water heater. Uh, we at Mosby will stage those where we'll put two fifties conventionals together. Uh, first one tends to preheat. Second one takes it up to the top. So you got a lot of different ways to do it. But this is big engineering. This is all fluid dynamics and, and heat. You, you need to know how much water you're using for how long. Okay. And then design your heating, your water heating plant to be that, which is now we move into the on-demand. When, when you're doing a tankless uh, for those of you on demand, meaning when the water is needed, hot water is needed, it starts get heating up. Those babies yeah. are blast furnaces. So those things heat water fast as it flies by inside the pipe at 30 miles an hour. And then sometimes we stage those. We might have two on-demand water heaters, a preheater, and then another one right behind it when we get what I call the car wash showers or the body wash, you know, body sprays and all of that. Uh, Not only do we have to upsize the drain to get rid of all that water coming into the shower, we also need to, you know, blowtorch, you know, oversize the water heating tube so you can keep going on that. So every, and very engineered, when you get into an on-demand water heater, you better fall in love with your plumber because you're following (laughs) that relationship. Not, you know, just make sure you're dealing with a real pro to size it because you can get a great water heater, works fine, wrong size. It's like, you know, $300 pair of shoes that don't fit. How'd it work for you? Is there, is there a maintenance factor in these tankless heaters that, uh, that I would need to be calling a plumber regularly for? Not really regularly. It's it's basically, it's more like your furnace. So instead of heating forced air on a furnace, it's all electronics. It's very, you know, um, you know mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a computer. Okay. Uh, there is some uh, lime buildup. Uh, about three weeks ago, we had a, a plumber, retired plumber, call in and said, I put these things in for year years. Um, they're high, higher maintenance, much higher maintenance. He didn't have much use for it, not much to 
you know, good to say about it. Uh, I will say mm. we use them, um, but you have to really get them just right. But you can size a tankless water heater to, to deliver, you know, 20 straight hours of hot water if you put them in a tandem enough and engineer it right. Okay. Uh, sometimes right. so you have to these... upsize the gas, uh, gas line, too. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, good to man. know. Uh-huh. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, using them in tandem is an option, too, then, for, yeah. say, one for the upstairs, one for the downstairs? Uh, no. On demand, the idea is the point of use, POS, right where you're using that hot water. If you can put a second unit upstairs in the closet right next to that shower, you're not going to have that long line of cold water, whether it's a tank, conventional water yeah. heater, or on. You see what I mean? So those, right, right. that's why these are used in Europe. It's point of use. It's more don't blow away, you know, 20 seconds of cold water waiting for the hot water to get there. The problem is the building code here in the U.S. says there needs to be a floor drain and a pan under every water heater, whether it's a tanked one or not. So it's kind of like uh, you've seen these uh, waterless uh, urinals in the men's room. The code still requires water uh-huh. supply to be plumbed to it, even though they never get cl- pl- connected. So, you know, even though you don't have a, a water tank to blow out, <laughs> code still says it's a water heater, Bubba, and you're going to put a tank, you know, you can put a drain and a pan here. Interesting. All right. Good to know. We so are these all are pretty much the two, yeah. um, the two basic avenues to, to look at, the standard tank on all the options they have, and then the tankless. Uh, yes, or is but, there any other technology out there that's coming on the horizon? Oh, uh, not until you get to the solar, but we're not there yet. Uh, now no. you will find that there's what's called a hybrid water heater, which, for example, if you're going to wash your hands of this at a lavatory sink, and that's all you need for hot water, do you really need to fire up the same one that'll heat all the water for all the house all the time? No. So a uh, hybrid has okay. a five or ten gallon tank. And the on-demand element, so it'll use that first five or seven gallons, and then it just blowtorch goes on and and off you go. So you get the best of both worlds. So that's kind of where we are today as the hybrid. That's the the current state-of-the-art then, I guess? Yep. So it sounds great, but does it actually work well enough to where you as a professional could recommend that to somebody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, okay. it, it just, it's not like buying a Chevy, you know, that I go down to the corner and I get, you know, the shocks replaced. It's like buying a Ferrari. You better be in love with the guy okay. because it's a short list of people that'll handle this thing. It's, it's going to be okay. a techie millennial that, you know, lives by his phone and, you know, he can rewire the thing for you right there. Just a different Well, world. I'm okay with that, I suppose. Yeah, as man. long as he knows what he's doing. It's the shape of things to come. Okay, I like it. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate your advice. I uh, listen to your show every week and really uh, value your your input. Thank you very much. Thanks, Carter. Even some of the stuff I said was even true. <laughs> I, I promise. You'll never know which part. No, I'm kidding. Then I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Carter. Bye now. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We're going to take a short pause, get right back on business time here at University of KMOX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement Morning Time. We've got one more hour. Stay tuned. We're going up till 1 o'clock today on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Lots of things happening. With me now, Ryan Whittington of Seniors Home Care, seniorshomecare.com. Ryan, uh, tell me, what can people expect? I mean, 
you know, like your mom and her mother, uh, years, you know, how do you go about figuring out what needs to be done and then getting it done and then keeping the care and monitoring, you know, the, how things change. Right. Yeah. And usually we find that it's everyone's first time. So families Mm -hmm. deal with this for that first time and it's difficult. Um, when people call, we have a process that we go through. We've, we've refined that process over the years. And, and after that initial phone call, we do want to go out and we do meet with our families in their homes mm-hmm. to understand how we can best address their needs. So we'll have a nurse go out and, and sit down with that family in the living room and talk through what they're seeing. This time of year with the holidays, as I said, families come into town, they see things aren't quite right, and they reach out to us with that phone call. After that time, after sitting down and addressing what exactly we need, we have a matching process where we match our caregivers and their abilities to what our clients' needs are. Hmm. And that, that again, has really developed over the years. We use process where we understand the skills and, and, and what's needed. And then that, that relationship just continues on and, and on and on. And this is where experience counts. That's right. Uh, most people want to age at home, and that's what we make happen. Uh Part of that process also includes walking around the home. We have a checklist that we go through just to make sure that we bring up things that maybe they haven't considered, such mm-hmm. as lighting or um, uneven floor service, surface, surfaces, rugs, um, cords. So we walk through the home just to make sure that it's a safe environment. Yeah, it, we deal with that so often. Just people say, well, I put my new tile right over the old one. And, you know, they're in their early 60s and they don't realize they just put a trip hazard. That's right. And they paid a lot of money to make that house unsafe, literally. Well, and if your plan is to stay at home, you, you don't, you want to set that up for 5, 10, 15 years out. Mm-hmm. And uh, floors are a good example of, uh, of things that you want to make sure that you do right the first time so you don't have to tear them up again. Yeah. When you get walkers, when you get rollators, different things moving around the house, you want to look at the width of the doorways. You want to look at uh, stairs. So we we help them with that through that process. Yeah, even power wheelchairs. Uh, you know, it's like, well, how wide do I have to make the door so I don't tear it up? That's right. It's like you can't make them wide enough, so you want they, you're, if you're power wheelchair, you're just gonna miss. That's right. Yeah. Uh, even simple things like grab bars. Uh, we we advise our clients on. Mm-hmm. So all that goes towards making sure that there's a good environment for both the client so that they don't fall and, and get hurt, but also the caregiver, that there's an environment that they can help. It's interesting. From our seat, once we get there with your list, uh, our our client is primarily the caregiver. We're trying to empower usually yes. the younger spouse yes. or the usually the smaller spouse. You've got a 140-pound somebody trying mm-hmm. to manage a 250-pound somebody. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, and the patient's going to get what the patient, you know, they're, they're going to get the service either way. Well, what? and even though you want to stay at home just one fall, unfortunately, well, you may not be able to. So yeah. we're always trying to prevent those falls. Yeah. Ryan, how do we get in touch with you, please? Uh, the best way is to call our phone number, 314 962 2666. We have a lot of information also on our website, which is seniorshomecare.com. There's a lot of uh, articles on there. There's certainly a way that you can send us an email and we can respond to you. Like I said, we go into the homes and we sit down with families one-on-one. And you kind of soften that fear. I imagine the first thing is just, you know what, you're not alone. That's right. You're okay. That's That's right. Yeah. We're a partner in that care. Nice. Ryan, thanks. Will you stick around just a bit? I will. All right. Let's see what's cooking. Go to the phone lines. Uh, Who's been waiting? Let's go to Ron. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Happy KMOX. How can I help? Uh, I've got a problem with my basement floor. Uh, uh, We've had some sinking. Um, There's a crack about 18 inches from and parallel to the outside wall. 
and the floor is sunk about a half inch along that seam. Uh, the crack is located along a trench that was dug to install a drainage system. But I'm worried that the sinking floor will stress electric connections and water and natural gas piping to the water heater and furnace that rest upon the floor. Uh, is there some way to stabilize that floor and, and or restore it to its previous level? Well, this gets to the quality of uh, those that installed uh, whatever's under that floor, the drain tile or the rock and pipe system traditionally. Uh, number one, there virtually isn't anything underneath that floor that is at risk. There's no electric to speak of. Uh, the water line usually comes through the foundation wall. Gas comes through the foundation wall or over above from the band joist, the wood above that. Uh, electric typically very seldom run underneath the basement for any reason just because it's hard to access for maintenance and repairs. Uh, so soften your fears. That's my message for this right now, Ron. Uh, well, my, my concern is that the uh, it does. It drops down from the joist, but the furnace that uh, the uh, gas pipe runs to rests upon the basement floor. And if it Agreed. Agreed. That's important. Uh, I, do you know who put in that drain tile in that house, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, at this point, what I would suggest is, uh, frankly, skim coating that cement over the top. Uh, the reality is most of those are that concrete over the rock and pipe from that drain tile installation. Uh, you know, I would say it's about an inch and a half, maybe two inches thick. So not only has it sunk, but it's smaller, you know, it's a thinner material, but they just didn't compact that gravel. So you have what I call a 90% job. They almost did a good job. Scott, that's, that part is actually higher than the adjoining basement floor. So, oh, it's higher? Yeah, so I think it's resting upon the footing. And, oh, uh, that, yes. I understand now. Your floor may be actually settling. A bit. How old is your house, Ron? It's about 35 years old. Uh, okay. Um, I, really, I would, I would still propose this to be a fairly low-tech skim coat type thing. Uh, because uh, or tear that out and replace it with something level. But that footing, sometimes the way they pour those basement floors when your house is brand new is the floor may only lap over that footing maybe an inch, inch and a half. And what happens is the concrete basement floor can settle even a quarter of an inch and that edge still comes up as well. The footing's not going to move on your house. Your floor will. Right. So, yeah, your choice is either to take it out and replace it uh, or deal with it the way it is now. But either way, you know, you're focusing on the right thing. It's the furnace, the gas lines, the water lines, water heater, that sort of thing that's, that spans those two. But you might want to call Helitech, frankly, because if you've got that much movement in anything, I would give it an ex expert set of eyes just to, you know, they'll come out for, for a free consultation. So I, I think I'd want a smart set of eyes looking at this pretty quick. Okay. Uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, I appreciate you taking the call. Okay, Ron. Thanks for the call. Uh, bye. Bye. bye now. All right. Home improvement. Uh, KMOX. Uh, let me see what else we've got. Uh, let's see what's happening with Denny here. Hey, Denny, Scott Mosby. Good after, or Good morning. How can I help you, my friend? Hi, Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. So we've got a house about 25 years old, and we're giving some thought to replacing the vinyl siding. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing some work this fall, I noticed that I don't have uh, 
I guess like OSB or plywood or any kind of wood sheathing. There's just like a foam that's attached to the to the jo- you know to the uh, uh, yeah. studs, and then the vinyl siding is is attached to that. So I guess my question to you is. Was that done properly? Should they have put some kind of wood sheathing on there? And if I if I would have my siding redone, would that be something I would want to have added? Uh, no. Uh, you have foam sheathing. That was when insulation became the big deal in energy, probably around the Jimmy Carter years, the oil embargo, all that uh, gas and energy got expensive. We started using foam for sheathing and then putting wood or steel rack braces to supply the, the corner structure so that the whole house didn't parallelogram down so you have it's not that big a deal uh the siding has to be affixed or nailed to the studs the two by fours two by sixes and the hook because there's nothing else there uh you may find that there's a sheet of plywood or osb at each of the corners four feet or eight feet out to supply that rack strength and structure so uh not a big deal um it's done all the time but my advice to you at this point is if you're doing siding uh take the opportunity to put an other skin of, of foam on the outside and that that will drive the price up you'll have to bring your trim out on your windows and doors a little more etc cetera, etc cetera. well that and it's got the nowadays you see uh, new home construction going up and they have that green outer cladding and it's yes. it almost looks like it's uh i don't know it's a, it's not it's not a complete sheet it's individual uh uh portion rectangles of uh green sheathing and then it's like it's felt uh, taped together or something is that uh, yeah that's always oriented strand board here i'm gonna i'm gonna uh pot down your thing so you know we've got 20 seconds more so Yeah, Denny, hold the line. Uh, that is OSB-oriented strand bar- board. The green stuff is a brand-name moisture um, barrier, and the tape is a way to put those joints together. No problem with that either way. But uh, uh, your contractor better know what to do. 